Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part three of Joel Osteen's message, Sleep On. Here's Joel. A few years ago, I was flying to an event with some of our staff, and we were on a smaller plane that held a couple dozen people. After it took off, I wanted to open up my tray table so I could write some notes. The table was in the side of the plane right underneath the window. I pulled and pulled, but I couldn't get it open. My friend was sitting across the aisle. His looked exactly the same, and he pulled his straight out. No problem. I went back to mine, and I pulled, I yanked, I struggled. I thought, I'm going to get this table open if it's the last thing I do. It was stuck. My friend came over. He started pulling and pulling. Another staff member, they pulled and pulled. It wouldn't budge. I sat across the aisle, kind of frustrated. About that time, I looked up and over the window where we had been pulling, there was a sign with big, bold letters. It read, not a tray table, emergency exit only. (laughs) Sometimes what we're frustrated about is God keeping us from real frustration. In my case, God keeping me alive. If God answered all of our prayers, opened every door we asked him to open, brought every person we begged him to bring, we wouldn't reach our destiny. The longer I live, the easier it is for me to say sleep on. I may not understand it. It may not make sense, but I've learned God is smarter than I am. He can see things I cannot see. He knows what he's doing. I wonder if what's frustrating you has an emergency exit only sign on it and you can't see it. You don't understand why God won't answer the prayer, why the dream is taking so long, and why that guy at work you like so much hasn't even noticed you. You've worn your best clothes, your best perfume, given him your best move. He acts like he's dead. Maybe it's because God can see something you can't see. Maybe under his shirt is an emergency exit only sign that's hidden from you. God has your best interests at heart. If he's not giving you what you want, that means he has something better. He loves you too much to let you miss your destiny. A couple of years after I took over from my father, the church started to grow and we needed a larger auditorium. We found a hundred acre tract of land right by the other location, a few miles away on the freeway. It seemed perfect. The owner told us the property had been on the market for 20 years. We knew God had saved that property for us. He said, we didn't need to sign the contract right then. We could do some preliminary drawings and do some soil samples while the paperwork was getting taken care of. Several months later, we went to close on the property. We had an eight o'clock in the morning appointment. We showed up at 745. The secretary walked out, said, I'm sorry, the owner sold the property last night. I couldn't believe it. He didn't keep his word. I went home so disappointed. I told Victoria what happened and how there was no more property and how now we were stuck. She looked at me and said, Joel, this means God has something better. He closed this door for a reason. She started preaching to me one of my own sermons. I didn't want to hear that. She was saying, sleep on. I was saying, no, no, wake up. This is bad. (laughs) I had to do what I'm asking you to do. I said, God, I don't understand it. 
It doesn't seem fair, but God, I trust you. I believe you know what's best. Several months later, we found another piece of property. It seemed better than the first one. We went to close on it. The same thing happened. They sold it out from under us. If you don't pass the test the first time, you get to take it again. (laughs) This time I said, God, I'm glad they sold the property. I didn't want it in the first place. God knew I was lying, but it felt good. But six months later, a friend called, said, Joel, the Houston Rockets basketball team is moving out of the compact center. That would be a perfect place for Lakewood. When he said that, something came alive on the inside. I knew that's why God had closed those doors. He had something bigger, better. I never dreamed we could have the compact center. Things fell into place. Here we are today. What am I saying? The things you're tempted to be frustrated about today, if you will stay in faith, one day you'll look back and say like me, wow, God, you outdid yourself. I never dreamed I'd meet somebody this great. I never dreamed I'd feel this healthy. I never dreamed you'd take me this far. God's plan for your life is so much bigger than your own. The real question is, what will you do in Gethsemane? when it's not working out your way, when your friends aren't there for you, when the contract doesn't go through, when the medical report is not good. Too many people don't see their resurrection because they get bitter in Gethsemane. God, why did they fall asleep? Why did they sell it out from under us? Gethsemane is the real test. We like when everything's going great, but that's not when we grow the most. Gethsemane is where you can be promoted. God is seeing what you're made of. He's seeing if you're ready, if you'll stay in peace, if you'll be still and know that he is God, then he'll take you into your resurrection. The way you know you're ready to be promoted is not that God has removed all your difficulties, but you don't let them frustrate you anymore. You've learned this principle, two simple words, sleep on. Maybe these two words could help you get your joy back. Two words could help you sleep through the night. Two words could bring you peace. Sleep on. I read about a lady that was complaining about everything that went wrong that day. She said, God, why did you let so many bad things happen? My alarm didn't go off and I was late to work. At lunch, they made the wrong sandwich and I had to send it back. Driving home, my cell phone dropped the call in the middle of the conversation. To top it off, when I got home, I wanted to put my feet in the foot massager, but it wouldn't turn on. God said, all right, let me go down the list. Your alarm didn't go off because there was a drunk driver on the road. I delayed you on purpose so you wouldn't be harmed. You had to send your sandwich back because the first person that made it wasn't feeling well. I didn't want you to catch what they had, so I had somebody else make you a new one. The cell phone dropped the call because that person was about to fill you with gossip and I didn't want you to be contaminated. And the foot massager, it had a short in it. If you would have turned it on, it would have knocked out the power. And I didn't think you wanted to sit around in the dark all night. Could it be what's frustrating you is really the hand of God? Could it be he's behind the scenes doing things you can't see, but it's for your good, protecting you, guiding you, positioning you? Nothing happens without God's permission. We're not always going to understand it. 
this is when we have to trust him. You may be in Gethsemane today. You have a good reason to be upset, frustrated. I'm asking you to do what Jesus did. Tell the frustration, tell the past, tell the disappointment, sleep on. It may not be fair, but God sees what's happening. He has you in the palm of his hand. He's breathing in your direction right now. Don't give up in Gethsemane. You are close to your breakthrough. You are close to a new level. And if you will pass this test, I believe and declare you're going to come out of Gethsemane into your resurrection. You're going to see promotion, healing, restoration, vindication. God's going to turn the frustration into favor. You're going to rise higher, accomplish dreams, and become everything he's created you to be in Jesus' name. That was Joel Osteen, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Joel Osteen Sleep On. You can also find out more information about him at his website, joelosteen.com. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.